Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman and we are talking conference realignment as much as I don't want to talk about conference realignment with the season just Four weeks away, it is so close, and games are so close. you got three weeks until week zero. Um, but the big news in college football is conference realignment. Um, you know, we talked about it last year, about 13 months ago, with USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. Well, the big news yesterday uh, was Oregon and Washington – are now members of the Big Ten starting in 2024. So that nice 2024 Big Ten football schedule that Indiana had, probably going in the trash can. Um, The Pac-12 is effectively dead. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah are all moving to the Big 12, which leaves Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State left to fend for themselves. Um, TJ, before we get into all of it, what are your initial feelings on this? So my initial feelings are, are twofold. One is understanding why this is happening. And I, I do understand why. Um, you know, there, there's so many... Uh, phrases and cliches that that come up with money, right? Follow the money. And that's that's why this is happening. And there's lots of, oh, this is just greed. This is just about money. Well, yeah, exactly. Of course it is. Of course it is. There's very few facets of life that are not just about money. There are some, but not very many. It's mostly just about money uh, when it when it comes to business, which is what this is. So it's a feeling of understanding why it's happening, and then a feeling of melancholy and sadness that uh, you know, kind of an erosion of the collegiate football. Uh, really college sports in general that that I know and love is going away. Um, That doesn't mean that it can't still be great. It doesn't mean that it can't still be a lot of fun. It doesn't mean that I'm still not going to follow it and, you know, write for Hoosier Huddle and uh, be a, a rabid Indiana fan. But to pretend like, these are not uh, just changes that are going to alter the sport irreparably, I I think is foolish to pretend otherwise. Um, And that part makes me sad. Um, So, you know, I, I get it. I understand it. And 
I accept that it's happening because I don't have a choice, but it is not something that I'm going to be rooting for to continue to happen. So. No. And I, and I don't want to speak to the TV personalities, opinions and all that stuff. Cause I, I, but the, the way that they reported it and we're talking about it last night, it just, they seem too giddy. And maybe it's because they're, they're in the pockets of Fox and ESPN and, and all that stuff. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, you know, the whole, oh, we're excited. It's a great opportunity for a student athlete. No, it, it's not. You're, you're, you just crushed four athletic departments. You got, it, it, the fans are going to suffer. The student athletes, I, I get it. There, a lot of things are kind of cush with flights and all that stuff. But you're going to ask them to travel, and you're making all this money, and there's not a slice of the pie for them. I don't want to hear another word about this nil this nil that we can't pay them TV. No, it's they've gone down a road that it's you're not turning back from, and. As a college football fan, you're probably going to have to embrace it. Um, student athletes are probably going to end up being employees, but I don't want to hear any more of this. Congress needs to step in for NIL. Um, yeah, there should be you know guidelines and stuff like that. It shouldn't be pay for play. But if you're going to get these mega TV deals and not pay your players, and who are the reason that these TV deals are going through? Right. Um, you're a bunch of hypocrites. And um, it's sad to see the civil war between Oregon and Oregon State go away. It's going to be sad to see the Apple Cup go away. Now, I, I know that the athletic department said, oh, we, we'd love to play the, these schools every in every sport going forward and all that stuff. I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things. Uh, th those are some of the most fun games. I, I the TV execs made all these decisions, um, and yeah, yeah. And Let, it, let's it's, dive into that. Let's yeah. Let's dive into that. Kind of the the thought for those that haven't followed this stuff. No problem. You know, people are busy. You got your jobs, or this stuff just annoys the heck out of you, and you don't want to devote time to figuring out why. All of this is happening. Uh, so your conferences, conferences have TV contracts, right? They're, they're contractually yep. linked up with media deals. The Big Ten is very much publicized. Uh, a great media deal here recently that, that gets them linked up with multiple networks, NBC, CBS, CBS, and Fox. Yep. So what the Big Ten has done is largely taken over-the-air cable out of the picture, which is great because over-the-air cable is in trouble. Yep. People going to broadband streaming services and just having network television available, right? Most people can get CBS, Fox, NBC on their 
whatever devices they, they watch TV on. So the Big Ten has made themselves and their marquee games, uh, even their middle-tier games, available to the most people they possibly could. And those yeah. networks pay a ton of money for the rights to broadcast those games, the rights to broadcast games featuring Ohio State, featuring uh, Michigan, featuring Penn State, and yes, featuring Indiana. They pay a lot of money for that. Now, since they pay a lot of money for it, it now gets them a seat at the table and really puts them at the head of the table when it comes to deciding what happens with these conferences. So the Big Ten looks at expanding. They look at options. TV executives at Fox look at USC and UCLA as valuable brands that could be added, get the Big Ten a West Coast presence, takes that to the Big Ten presidents. The Big Ten presidents look at it and say, sure, yep, uh uh-huh, they fit, yep. Fox gives it the green light, there's a vote, and USC and UCLA are in. Every single one of these schools has a dollar value attached to it by the TV networks. They know how much that school, Washington and Oregon this time around, joining the Big Ten, they know what that is worth to the Big Ten. Every one of the Big Ten schools knows what that is worth to the Big Ten. It is a simple math problem. Is the value of adding Washington and Oregon greater than than the, the number that you lose in revenue sharing by adding two more schools. It is, especially so, when you get them at a severely discounted rate like the Big Ten did. Exactly. And that's exactly. that's what happened. So Oregon yep. and Washington. It's a simple number problem, right? Yeah. yeah. Oregon and Washington. It, does this make are, us more money or less money? Yep. And the answer was this makes us more money yep. because they're coming in at a significantly less revenue rate or share than the current Big Ten schools are getting. Yeah, so their share is going to be thirty, and that's it. I think it's yeah, it's thirty million dollars. It'll go up one million dollars every year until Which is the bizarre to me, like a one until, million a year escalator. Uh, yeah, weird. until the next TV rights negotiation happens, which I believe is twenty thirty one. Yep. But they also have the power to borrow borrow money from the conference too. Um, Look, yep, Oregon's not. Earnings, yes. Yeah, um, Oregon's not gonna suffer. I think with Phil Knight backing them, Washington has a lot of deep pocket boosters as well. So I don't think that's mm-hmm. that's going to be an issue. Um, they did reportedly take less from the Big Ten for the next seven years than like the Big Twelve is going to offer. But again, it's your simple math problem what was that next TV contract going to look like? That's why I think, mm-hmm. you know, the bit, everybody was confused at why the big 10 was moving so quickly on this. I don't, I think it was Washington and Oregon doing the talking to, and the big 10 was like, okay, they, the big 10 held all the cards. It was, you're going to take a, a discounted rate or, you know what, go, go play in the big 12, go figure out what's going on in the ACC. 
we're okay. Um, yeah. And the Big Ten had to ask Fox and CBS, or were just flat out told by Fox, hey, this is what you need to do. Oh, yeah. You, you now have that. You now you have that. them. So, 10 o'clock yeah, window. It's not. You know, you had a couple yeah. of those 10 o'clock windows with, with USC and UCLA. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not, now you have more options. So if USC is playing Ohio State and that's going to be your eight o'clock, whatever, uh, NBC game, uh, you now, you know, Washington, Iowa could be the 10 o'clock game or Washington, Indiana or Oregon, Purdue. You now have that 10 o'clock with, with more options. Um, you know, especially if you go UCLA plays at 3.30 on CBS against whatever, Nebraska, in, in Nebraska, something like that. It's it, it opened a whole bunch of windows for them. I get why they did it. I don't like it. Um, I'm not as excited about it as a lot of people in the media seem, seem to be. Uh, I, I think it, it was, it's a dark day for college football. That needs to be the headline, not oh, this is a great opportunity for the Big Ten. Um, let's talk about the impact on Indiana um, for a mm, second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, Indiana is well, going to get a, a nice. You're adding trips, and yep, we can focus on football. Good, good programs. Good programs. Yep. You can programs focus on better than IU. Yeah, you can focus on football. Um, but it's going to affect all sports. Um, you, you look at at football now. The twenty twenty four schedule, which IU fans and I know us uh, in particularly, we're like, man, that's a break of a schedule. Um, you know, you, you you avoid Ohio State, you avoid Michigan, and we'll see. The Big Ten said that they're not going to start from scratch uh, on these schedules with the the flex protect plus. Um, thing which they're going to put the flex to test uh yeah and, and all of that stuff but you're adding like you said two more programs that are better than iu uh hands down better than iu and, and things like that iu is also going to be that team that they send out to the west coast for those 10 o'clock games um 10 o'clock eastern games and then you look at other sports uh you look at men's soccer it I use men's soccer team has been, you know, the best in the big 10 and, and for a long time, you bring in Washington, which has a, a really good men's soccer program too. Um, you know, Oregon's basketball program has been solid, not great, but solid. Um, it, it's just the scheduling for the, the sports outside of football is going to be real interesting. Are you going to have, you know, are you going to send IU's basketball teams out to play Washington and Oregon on the road and then fly back or go play USC and UCLA on the road and go play back in like one week, kind of do like the NBA scheduling version of like a West Coast road trip? Um, yep. What happens with men's and women's tennis, softball? Do you, and I know it's probably not going to happen because you're taking away home games. But like baseball and softball, do you do a round robin start conference play at one of these schools that um, ha- has warm weather early in the season just to mm-hmm. say we don't, you know, it, it's we don't have to make that trip twice. Um, 
it, it's it's going to be real interesting. But I think from a football standpoint, you uh, for IU, you hope that the Big Ten doesn't expand to 10 games. Um, I don't know if that's on the table, but if you wanted to increase the frequency of matchups, that would be on the table. I, th- I don't know if that's a great idea. Um, just, I mean, nine games is not a good idea either. Uh, where the Big Ten championship game goes, I love it in Indy. It's a perfect spot for Indy, uh, especially with the playoff expanding to 12 games. Let's say you move it out to L.A. and you're an Ohio State or Michigan fan. Are you really going to L.A. for the Big Ten championship game and then going to another major bowl for the quarterfinals, semifinals, and championship game? You're pricing out Mm – you're pricing out what makes this sport special and it's becoming NFL light and nobody wants that. Um, It's, it's a big L for college football yesterday. I I think the, for a certain set of programs, I, I can see where there would be a lot of excitement, um, you know, for, and I think the certain set of programs would be the elite programs that now would get one or two more marquee games per season. That but the, the shine on those games wears off pretty quickly. Yeah. Ohio state, Oregon sure, would be really sure. cool. Just like Ohio state, Nebraska was cool for about a year or two you know, a return game each way. And then Nebraska came out and was complaining, well, we play Ohio State and Michigan too much. Um, You know, the same thing's going to happen with IU going out to the West Coast to play UCLA and and all those teams. Great. It's good for one trip. Outside of that, like, why are you going again? So that that to me is, it's going to become stale. You lose the, the scheduling flexibility where, you know what, I in the last 20 years, IU has played Washington and Oregon out there mm-hmm. um, and, and all those things. And nobody really cared. Um, you had Michigan play Washington. You had Oregon go go over to the horseshoe in Columbus. And I, I, I think Ohio State owes them a, a return game too. And then you had Michigan State, Washington. Like, go back to eight games do some non-conference game, but that it's over that that's over, but I don't think this is the end for realignment. And I think in my opinion, um, the end of this all is you're going to end up regionalized again, but it's going to be two divisions like a division one and a division two with relegate. It's going to end up looking like European soccer. I'm not an expert on European soccer, but that to me is where this is heading um yeah could could this be the asteroid that just resets everything and let's you know things evolve again we'll see to tie into the european soccer model uh which i i do follow uh shout out to any tottenham hotspur fans out there um rough existence sometimes but um what you have is a TV deal for the English Premier League, which dwarfs every single other league's television contract. 
the other major leagues being uh, the Italian Premier League Serie A, the Bundesliga, the, the German Premier League, um, and then La Liga, the Spanish Premier League. And those those countries, they have outstanding clubs within them, like Real Madrid and Barcelona, you know, major clubs, Bayern Munich in Germany, a major club. Um, Italy has some, you know, storied major clubs like uh, Inter Milan and, and Juventus. But you you have a gulf or a gap that is forming in terms of how much money those clubs make from their TV deals. The Premier League in, in England is just outstripping everybody in terms of the money that they're bringing in. Sounds familiar, right? The SEC and the Big Ten have separated themselves from every other league with the money that their TV contracts are bringing in. And what you get is, yes, you have these other leagues that are technically on equal footing, but in terms of revenue being brought in from TV, just they cannot compete in the transfer market, which is the, the buying and selling of players. England, the English clubs have way more money and every other league knows it, and the players know it. The English clubs can pay higher wages or higher salaries, if you will. They can pay higher transfer fees to bring in the best talent. Uh, and, and you know, you're you're absolutely going to see the exact same thing here with college football, where you have the haves and the have-nots, and the gap between the two uh, is going to be wider than it ever has been. Um, now I think as we look forward to what happens next, you mentioned, you don't think realignment's done and you're right. Of course it's not. Um, you know, you've got currently four schools remaining in the artist formerly known as the PAC 12, um, the PAC four you know, with, or the yeah, four pack. Stanford, there you go. The Stanford, California, Washington state and Oregon state, uh, of those four, Stanford, I mean, from a full athletic department, like Stanford is as good as anybody in terms of athletic department. They're arguably they, the best athletic win. department in the country yeah. every year. You look at how many Olympians they turn out. You look at how many champions they turn out in Olympic sports. Uh, it, it's absurd. And they are currently without a seat at the table. Now, I think that they will have some options the answer is, does Stanford want to play this game? Do they want to? Do they want to go independent? Don't know. Do they want to join the Big Ten? Don't know. I think they would be attractive to the Big Ten for some obvious reasons, but they seem to be tied at the hip to Cal. Um, that seems to be the case. Um, and then you have Washington State and Oregon State, which great athletic departments in their own right, with great passionate fan bases uh, and, you know, some history in college football specifically, they they really don't have a viable path forward here. Um, the kind of logical next step would probably be sort of a merger with the Mountain West, and you're looking at having to slash your athletic departments and um, make a lot of adjustments there. So there's that and then there's the ACC. What happens there? Um, 
you know, they have a, again, TV contract that just is not up to par and is not going to be for the foreseeable future. Those schools cannot afford to sit around and hope that they can stay competitive because they won't be able to. So, you know, what do Florida State, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, Virginia, uh, Clemson, you know, what what do those schools do? That is kind of the next domino to fall. The cutoff date for those schools to announce their or declare their intentions for the next season is August 15th. So 10 days from right now is their deadline for the ACC schools to, if they're going to leave, to, you know, make it known that they're going to leave. I would assume that there's some actual filing, you know, some paperwork, but uh, excuse me, 10 days is what they're looking at. And you can absolutely bet that right now those schools are exploring their options, contacting TV networks, contacting lawyers, officials, other university presidents and lawyers to try and get out of that TV contract with as little damage as possible. Yep and try and get a parachute into the SEC or the Big Ten or potentially the Big 12. Um, And then, of course, the white whale that's out there, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, TV contract-wise, they're good with NBC. However, NBC wants Notre Dame to play good games. And I think what could become a problem for Notre Dame is who are they going to be able to schedule? Like, is USC, if the Big Ten goes to a 10-game conference schedule, which, again, TV networks are going to determine this, and if they say, look, we pay all this money, we don't want three of your games to be against, you know, in-state G5 schools that are just paycheck games. We want good games on our, on our TV networks that we pay you for. So we want 10 conference games. If that happens, Big Ten will say, okay. Yep, sure. And if USC is obligated to play 10 conference games, do they play Notre Dame? Who knows? You could have Notre Dame stuck playing like Stanford, uh, Cal, Stanford, Army, Air Force, Navy, Cal, and, you know, try and get some good G5 games like. I don't know, like Boise State and uh, um, yeah, maybe a few of the ACC higher end games, yeah. B5 programs or maybe ACC games, whatever's left of that. So, you know, and look, if Notre Dame goes 11-1, and 12-0, they're, they're going to make the playoff. That, that's just the way it is. But is NBC going to be happy paying money for non-marquee games, even though it's Notre Dame? don't know but i guarantee you those conversations are going on so those are kind of the next dominoes that have to fall and they're going to fall pretty quick they are Um, networks will not wait around the schools are not able to wait around and see what happens the big 10 can big 10 and the sec are in a position where they can sit back and be very choosy about that from an IU standpoint, that is the positive. You know, you are, you have a seat at the table. You don't have much of a say 
in what happens, but you do have a seat at the table. You are getting those checks. You are part of that major revenue conference, uh, which is a much better spot to be in than, you know, on the outside looking in. So that's the positive for Indiana. From a football competitive standpoint, boy, it's more important than ever to get your house in order because it it didn't get any easier. And I think you're seeing Indiana do that a little bit. Um, And it it might get accelerated now uh, with with the acceleration of, of, I mean, it's almost, it's, it's almost not conference expansion. It's almost conference consolidation. Um, Right. But you're seeing it. They announced a a football only weight room. Uh, They're doing some stuff to the stadium. They put a new field turf on the practice field. They've, Looked like new grass too. Grass practice field looked really, really good. Um, and I think there's some more announcements coming up. But they're 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 putting. It looks like they're putting cell more cell service boosters or internet service boosters in the stadium. It looks like they're starting to take those steps necessary to. Hey, we're getting all this money. We have to use it. Um, and, and, and things like that. So now it's all infrastructure stuff right now, which needed to happen, needs to happen. Yep. Uh, yep. But yeah, going forward, I, I really hope Scott Dolson, um, I know it, it's kind of shouting into the wind as IU, nobody, hey, it's, hey, you're lucky to have a seat at the table is a lot of people's attitudes towards IU. But you need to speak up for what's the best interest in IU. Um, and if that means I, I was very pleased that they did not give Washington and Oregon a full um, full right. share each, because if that if that happened, I use taking a pay cut um, and all the all all the schools are taking a pay cut. But, um, you know, do you do that with Cal and Stanford? Do you give them a half a share, too? All that stuff adds up because Cal and Stanford are not going to bring in another $70 million a year. Now, you might get more in seven years when they renegotiate TV deals, but you need to do what's in the best interest of IU. And that means in the scheduling format, you bark and make as much noise to either go back to eight games or stay at nine games. You cannot go to 10 games. 10 big conf- big 10 conference games because if if your goal is to get to bowl games get to the postseason and have a a program that's going to start winning 10 conference games is not the path to it you've got to start treating your program that bowl games are the goal that includes non-conference scheduling and if you're going to take all the flexibility out of it it's you 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 got to do what's in the best interest of IU, um, especially in football. But anyway, TJ, well, there that's you go. Another, especially yeah. in football. Yeah. Before we before we close, for those out there that are wondering, well, yeah, but what about basketball? Basketball is going to be super great in, in basketball. The so scheduling is going to be super you, interesting. Sammy, let me ask you, Sammy, how much? Do the TV network executives discuss basketball? How much of a role does basketball have in these discussions? On a scale of zero to zero, 
how much? Zero. It's zero, but it's also basketball is going to be. It doesn't matter at all. No, but basketball is going to be affected for sure. Oh, absolutely impacted, one hundred percent. But in terms of, oh well, Washington stinks at basketball. Why are we adding them? It does not matter at all. I have seen a number of people, not just Indiana fans. I'm not singling out IU fans here. A number of people that talk about. you know, the basketball factor here, look, it gets impacted. It is affected. Absolutely. And now Indiana will occasionally have to play on that god-awful Oregon basketball court that hurts your eyes whenever you turn it on and makes you think there's something terribly wrong with your TV. That that will happen. Yeah, the Basketball the, the... is impacted by these moves, but it basketball is not a factor when discussing conference expansion tv deals any any comp, any university's value to these tv deals iu has a really valuable basketball program but it has zero impact on fox cbs nbc signing the big 10 to this big money deal and it won't have any impact on the next tv contract at all either it, it's no just it, it, the the biggest impact on basketball is going to be what do you do with the schedule and yep. if you're adding two more teams that means you're losing home you know you're losing a couple games with people that iu has rivalries with you know it, it, it would be really unfortunate if iu and purdue go back to playing once a year or seeing i i, I know i'm going to get crap for this iu illinois um, seeing them once a year, uh, stuff like yeah, that, or I IU, like Michigan, that. Michigan, Michigan State, like you're going to lose rivalries it, that mean yeah. something in basketball too. And that's the biggest impact. Um, another it, it thing somebody like brought up. Get, seems like you'll get home and home with Purdue and then one, one game with everybody else in the league. Yeah. Unless they're going to up the number of conference games in basketball and have basically no non-conference schedule at all, which could happen. Thanks uh, too. Unless, unless they're doing that, you're, that's what you're going to be left with is having, you know, a home and home with one protected rivalry, which will be Purdue and play everybody else just one time. I mean, unless you're home and ho- another home and home is with UCLA, I'd rather have more non-conference games so you can go play Kansas or Arizona or, you know, one of these. Like they're doing uh, this year, you know? Yeah. yeah, You know, stuff like that. Or do a home and home with, 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 with somebody Duke UNC. Like I know that they have to do it too. And everybody wants the Kentucky series back, but until it actually happens, I'm, (laughs) it's not going to happen. But yeah. Louisville, like like they're playing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, like they Something have in the like past. that. They've done it it is, and that that's going to go away. Yep. I, I we'll see how it turns out in 2024 with scheduling and all that stuff. But the the big fear is you're going to lose games that uh, Big Ten basketball fans care about. Uh, but that does it for our realignment show. I hope I don't have to talk about realignment for a long time. I have realignment yeah, fatigue. We just want to talk about the games. Yeah, games. About the games. That's what you know. That's can't start soon enough. It's coming. It's coming. It'll be here soon. 
a lot can happen in three weeks. We went for a week where the Big Ten wasn't doing anything to the Big Ten's going to gobble up everybody. So anyway, that does it for the Big uh, the Big Ten. Um, that does it for the Hoosier Huddle podcast uh, this afternoon. Uh, please read Evan or not Evan. Ethan Roberts wrote a nice op-ed piece on um, on division realignment, conference realignment, and all that stuff. It's up now. Um, he, he put his words on paper, and uh, it's his opinion. But uh, I, I agree with a lot of what he said. If you want to read it, go read it. Uh, other than that, we'll have our fall camp previews schedule previews, opponent rankings, all that stuff to get you ready for the season, which is four weeks away. Um, Week zero starts at three weeks. And I think hopefully as soon as game starts, all this nonsense of conference realignment and all the NIL nonsense will stop. We can enjoy the season and enjoy the sport that we all love. TJ, thanks for jumping on for an emergency podcast on Saturday. uh, And we'll see you next week to start breaking down um, Indiana's offense. Absolutely. Yeah, that that's going to be, uh, you know, start of some really fun podcasts that we'll do uh, offense, defense, special teams, uh, get into some opponent stuff. And then before we know it, it's game week. Yep, a lot could happen between now and game week, but we will have you all uh, caught up and ready for it. And uh, can't wait to start breaking down. Uh, I use positional previews with TJ here. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle, as well as threads at Hoosier underscore huddle, Instagram as well at Hoosier underscore huddle, and on Facebook. Uh, please subscribe, rate, like, subscribe to the podcast, and you could read all our stuff on HoosierHuddle.com. Uh, so farewell to the Pac-12. Uh, we'll miss Pac-12 after dark. That was always fun. Uh, but the 2023 season's almost here, and uh, we can enjoy football again. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.